When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Ugh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? Want to be protected from opinions you don't like? Then you better go somewhere else because this is not a safe space. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's a complicated question. How many rights do we keep in a pandemic? And I say complicated, even though to people on each side of that debate, the answer is simple, at least to them. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us on American Viewpoints. Uh, To one side of the debate, we must sacrifice some or maybe even all of our rights for the overall public good. And that's why it's okay for government to micromanage parts or, I don't know, maybe all of our society And it's for the public health. That's what we're hearing right now. And to the other side, well, we've got to keep government in check, even in a pandemic, some would say, especially in a pandemic, because rights don't just exist in good times and safer times. That's why I say it's a complicated question. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, in a ruling that happened just before Thanksgiving, made a big decision affecting this. And I'm joined now by Kurt Mills from the American Conservative Magazine. He's got an article published called At the Supreme Court, A Red Line for Religious Freedom. Kurt, first of all, thanks for the time uh, this weekend. And uh, secondly, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but really their ruling starts with religious freedom, five to four decision. Does the impact just affect New York State or could this be something that sends a message to governments across the country? Um, I think it's, well, thanks first for having me. I think it's something closer to the latter. Um, of course, you know, the Supreme Court stuff gets pretty complicated and in the weeds, but generally when the court takes a case uh, and when the court rules in a certain way, they are sending a message and they are trying to set something approaching, if not outright binding precedent. Um, I think if you take a look at the case that was uh, considered and ruled on uh, in the last couple of days, this this question of whether or not uh, this this Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn um, and uh, you know some of these Jewish groups could um, congregate uh, in small groups. Uh, this was you know they sued the governor of New York Cuomo, who of course has become famous since the pandemic, and uh, they they won. They won five four, saying that you know uh, that they do have some limited rights to to get together. And and, and if you look at you know uh, the concurring statement from Justice Gorsuch, who of course President Trump appointed and and got on the Supreme Court in 2017, what Gorsuch basically says is um, the, the term essential services has gotten way out of whack, where the governors are clearly uh, sort of, sort of uh, tipping the scales towards services that they, that they might like. So, for instance, um, a common complaint is, uh, you know, liquor stores, even movie theaters, even, you know, cannabis dispensaries in the places where that's legal are open. And yet a lot of uh, churches are still shuttered. And, and I think that's, you know, this clearly a, a First Amendment violation, or at least Gorsuch and his colleagues thought so. 
And uh, the course, the case that you just mentioned, just in case people are saying, no, wait a minute, which case is this? This has to do with the governor saying, if you're in this area, you're in a red zone or an orange zone, and you can't have anybody in church or you can't meet here, but you can have 10 people here or something along those lines. And that's what we're seeing across the country is the argument is that we are in a pandemic. There are you know, millions of people who are, who are infected with COVID-19, and we have to do something to protect the public health. Why should a church in this case still have the right to meet, even though people are scared of COVID-19? That's one of the arguments that we hear a lot, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we still live in a free society um, and everyone is, is welcome to make their own determination. Obviously, no one's forcing anyone to go to church. It's just the way it was before the pandemic and the way, it, you know, mercifully uh, will be afterwards. Um, and then the same thing is if, if people think the risk assessment is way too high for them, you know, no one... I haven't seen a religious group that's basically saying that it's a sin not to appear in person, that they can appear digitally. But for those who, who want to take a, you know, a calculated, measured, responsible risk and, and go in, uh, I think what you saw the majority of the court say that that's appropriate. Um, that's fine. Now, of course, the, the other side of the, of the docket, the, the sort of more, uh, I, I hesitate to use ideological terms, but you know, generally considered liberal side of, of the court, you know, they, they agreed with, the, with what you were just saying, which is that, you know, the concern about, um, about health is, is, is preeminent, um, is, it's cascading, um, and, it's, and it's everything. And, you know, they would say, like, well, the, the church, uh, you, could, you could do that online versus obviously you can't pick up liquor or, 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 or a joint uh, online immediately. So it's a, it's, it's a different, different type of thing. Uh, from my own perspective, um, I, I think that, this was not an irresponsible ruling. And we're visiting with Kurt Mills from the American Conservative. And one of the interesting things about your article, and once again, it's called At the Supreme Court, a red line for religious freedom, is you don't stick just to the religious aspect of this. This is not the first time that there have been restrictions on constitutional rights in our country. You mentioned uh, President Lincoln suspending the right of habeas corpus, and you mentioned Franklin Delano Roosevelt interning Japanese Americans, one of the one of the most horrible episodes in our history. And so for those who say this is unprecedented for government to step in and take away a right, it's really not. So when we talk about religious freedom and First Amendment rights in this case, is there a bigger picture we should be having in the conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think since March, since we determined that we were going to lock down or have these restrictions, um, all of these things are uh, I mean, I, I hesitate to say unprecedented. I mean, obviously, the pandemic in the late 1910s uh, was more deadly, uh, or at least so far, than, than this one was. But the sort of, you know, blanket, serious lockdown, uh, lockdowns of businesses, not to mention mass mandates, um, you know, not to mention travel restrictions, um, or to mention that, I guess. Um, all of these things come up and to come come up against serious constitutional questions. Um, I think the government uh, can easily make its case that some a lot of the stuff is constitutional, but when they're really really bending it, where they're where they're picking winners and losers, when they're picking uh, what kind of uh, what kind of activity, you know, a you know say a, an outdoor protest, but not an outdoor. Um, you know, gathering or an indoor gathering in a church, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't pass, pass the smell test for a lot of people. And I think that's why these cases are continuing to come up to the court. Is the Supreme Court saying that uh, that our rights can never be limited 
by government uh, in the case of emergency, or are they absolutely saying, no, there are some of these that are untouchable even in an emergency? No, I, I think, I mean, I think what, what most people would say is that, uh, you know, most of the justices would say is that the, 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 you know, all rights have limits up to a point, right? I mean, like, you know, it's the, the famous, you can't, you know, yell fire in a crowded theater, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think, you know, and, and again, like you're not going to see these, you know, these massive uh, Christmas services that you would see at, you know, maybe at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. You know, all of that stuff is still, um, you know, sidelined for now. Um, but what, they're, what they are saying is if you're allowing certain limited activity in one arena uh, to discriminate against certain limited activity in another arena is wholly out of bounds. Yeah, because the Supreme Court is addressing whether or not it's a good idea to go into church, just saying government right. can't tell you that you can. I think that's a part of the nuance that a lot of people aren't including in the conversation right now. Right. And I think there's, I mean, I think you know, you're getting into a disturbing sort of thing where we, whether it's sort of tech or whether it's, it's the pandemic where everyone's just sort of on edge and fearful right now. But like, you know, there's plenty of behavior, which I think should be legal, which I don't personally support. And, you know, generally that, that was a sort of a broadly conceded, uh, you know, uh, notion in the United States, particularly. And you've seen that a little bit fraying. You've, you've seen, you know, you've seen, uh, Blue states, particularly, in my opinion, uh, favor certain activity and make it harder for other activities that aren't nearly as possible. And and I think that gets into minority rights. You know, my, my, you know, you know, obviously Christians, I think, are are still the putative majority in this country. Um, but the country is becoming less religious, and the number of people who attend church services once a week or or more is the minority. And I, I think you know, there are concerns about uh, protecting in a responsible way that acknowledges public health the rights of those individuals. All right, Kurt, uh, we can find this article at the American Conservative, and people can obviously just Google search American Conservative on the on the uh, web. And uh, if they want to follow what you're doing, social media, anything like that, they should find you? At, at Kurt Mills on Twitter. Um, and then obviously, yeah, check out the website. Be appreciated. All right, Kurt, appreciate the uh, time. Nice job with the article. Thank you. And we'd love to know what you think as well. Be sure to check it out at uh, the American Viewpoints Facebook page. Give us your comments. Let us know what you think. Also, you can find me on Twitter as well. I'm at AVP Radio Show. And if you are trying Parlor now, I'm giving that a whirl as well. You can just look me up there at Mike Ferguson. Yep, I got in early enough. I just got my regular name. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.